0: Welcome to Chapter 45 of the Kinsman Die podcast, home of fantasy fiction based on Norse mythology that's written and read by me, Matt Bishop. In this podcast, I read my first novel, Kinsman Die, one chapter at a time. And with each episode, when it makes sense, I provide some commentary about the source materials I've referenced in the text. This week, we're with Loki, as he continues his conversation with the Skrymir, the High Chief of the Jotun. In the previous Loki chapter, Episode 42... We learn that Loki's nefarious plot is to murder Baldr, the son of Odin. Also recall that Baldr is having weird dreams in which he becomes corpse-like at night, and it's only the rising sun that restores him. The book opened with that event. Also, Frigg is having some visions that suggest Baldr may actually die. And, again, Baldr's death is impossible thanks to magic Frigg and Odin used when he was born, and also thanks to their continued sacrifice. Every winter they only eat half of their Yggdrasil fruit. They put the other halves in a bag, and we have not yet seen what they do with them. Loki had planned to murder Baldr on midwinter. The Jotun had also planned to attack Gladsheim on midwinter. These are coordinated strikes, so to speak. But now, the Skrymir said they're not going to attack. But they still want Loki to go ahead with his plan. And that is where we rejoin them. So let's get to it. Chapter 45, Loki You're serious, Loki asked, attempting to kill Baldur while Yig was present. Without a distraction, the Skrymir was mad. Even if he succeeded, he'd be dead moments afterward. He was prepared to sacrifice himself, but not until his children were free. But the Skrymir's expression remained steady, implacable, and oddly familiar. You are serious? Yes, Loki, I am, the Skrymir replied evenly. Our problem is timing. We're not ready. We need another month before we can get all the warbands positioned and supplied. And despite the problems created by Alma's attack, we believe that if you go ahead anyway, your plan will help buy us that time. Loki couldn't stop shaking his head. A month. He wanted to stand up, to pace, to throw his hands up. He couldn't wait. It had to be this midwinter. He'd already set his plan into motion. Ig would soon discover what Loki had done, and then cover that chink in Baldur's armor. Unlikely though it was, Ig might even puzzle out who was behind it all. We agreed on the first night of midwinter. This midwinter, seven nights from now. The whole idea was to strike at the same time. The scrymir spread his hands. We're not attacking in seven nights, Loki. If we did, our own plan would fail. The blow we strike, and I do mean we, must end the war even as it begins. Was he hearing this? It was bad enough that Ygg had to come back. And now, after he'd planned for dozens of winters, after he'd passed up several opportunities, the Jotun now asked him to risk all of it. He laughed. We? This is not what we agreed, Skrymir. It jeopardizes my goals to further yours. The Skrymir raised a hand. Listen for a moment. We don't have the supplies in place to maintain any advantage created by a surprise attack. You saw the number of wakened Jotun out there. There are another nine strongholds just like this one. My predecessors planned for this time by submerging supplies in the lakes alongside the sleepers. They say they're preserving some of those supplies failed. And you didn't plan for that? Of course we did, but we lost more than expected, along with many fine Jotun. And the sons of Muspel were supposed to funnel more weapons and armor, food and clothing, to us. "'Igg's return and his scrutiny of the Einherar stopped all that. "'If we attack at midwinter, they'll roll us right back to the breach, "'and then the Thunderer will come knocking.' "'He'll do that anyway,' Loki said. "'If there's any delay after Baldur's death, then... "'Then what? Would the plan still work?' "'Originally, it had been about his brutal, impossible strike, "'followed by an all-out Jotun assault, "'which would cripple the Aesir and let him safely escape in the confusion.' If there was a delay between his strike and the Jotun attack, what would happen? He'd always intended Baldur's murder to be a way to make Ig feel the pain of loss as deeply, as completely, as he and Angerboda had felt the loss of their own children. Would giving Baldur's murder time to sink in be a bad thing? It would mean more time for Ig's grief to build, and his rage. And then just as they sent Baldur's corpse off to the Gjol's shores, the Jotun army would attack, and maybe during that confusion he could attempt the second part of his plan, freeing his children. Much less ideal than doing as he'd originally planned. But that was no longer an option. It could work, assuming he escaped after he killed Baldur. And while the Asir would certainly be distracted, they'd also have time to pick apart how it happened. The Scrimer said the Jotun would not attack. So on midwinter, he'd only have his own wits to rely on. He'd always extracted himself from whatever trouble he'd gotten himself into. This was no different, aside from the stakes being literally everything. Did he have a choice? He did, but delay was the coward's path. He was many things, but not that, never that. And even without the Jotun attack, he would never have as good a chance as now. Seeming to have followed his racing thoughts, the skrymir said, I told Vothrudnir you'd see advantage in changing the plan. Potential advantage, he said. Assuming I succeed, and their reaction is as we hope, you don't have a month. Maybe a fortnight at best. Vidar will have backtracked that idiot's warband long before midwinter, at which point Ig will send Thor. A few nights later, Jotunheim will be smoking rubble. Then the Harar and the Asir army will sweep in to kill everyone else. You're better off attacking during Baldur's funeral. The Scramir shook his head. That's all likely, eventually. And I'll consider your proposal. But we have planned for it all, Loki. We're counting on it. You're all right with letting Vidar find the doorway? No, but I also couldn't stop Alma's attack. Too many of the tribal chiefs supported it. Now they'll understand why I opposed it, which makes me look better. The Skrymir sat back. Besides, Vothurnir is with Helbeg now. With his help, they should be able to kill Vidar, should he set foot in Utgard. Loki ignored the twisting of his guts. That put Vali and Narfi in the Berserk's path. If the Norns had cut an early death for his sons, well, so be it but he would have liked them to experience more of life before rejoining the Gnunga. When, Scramir, not if, Vidar will find the doorway. He will step through it. He's every bit as curious as his father, and he has more to prove. I know your sons are with Helvang, Loki. You asked for them to be placed with the best warband. And the best is most often used for the toughest tasks. He gave a quick grin. I know that. They knew the risks and what they're fighting for, just as those thousands you showed me know. Loki stared down at his hands, at his spread fingers. They, and he, could be anything he wanted. Too often he let himself become a tool, a weapon wielded by another's hands. Not this time, nor ever again. He would pursue this course no matter what doom the Norns had cut for him. He was not a coward. If I fall, Sigyn knows where I have hidden. The Skrymir stood and, again, offered his hand. I give you my word, Loki. The Vathurnir, Belly and I will do everything in our power to free your children and shelter Sigyn, Vali, and Narfi from the wrath of our enemies. Loki stood and, again, took the Skrymir's hand. It is fitting that I strike the first blow against the Asir, and that I steal from them, their favorite son. Well, folks, that was chapter 45 of Kinsman Die. I hope you enjoyed it. In this chapter, we learn that the reason Loki wants to escape after killing Balder is to save his three children, the ones he had with his first wife, Angerboda. Loki agreed to go ahead with his plan because all the pieces were already in motion, and he thinks that he'll still be able to get away with it, even if the Jotun don't attack on midwinter. Loki's three children are Fenrir the wolf, who is chained on a distant island across the sea, Hel, who has not really been mentioned yet. She is prominent in my second book. Last is Jorm, or as most know him, Jormungandr, the world serpent. I'm not going into their stories as told in the myths, because some of it comes up in later chapters. I will mention that we've seen one-handed Tyr. It was Fenrir who bit off his hand, and we saw him at the Council of the Asir. Next week, we're back with Odin. Until then, if you have the time and inclination, please rate or review the podcast. That helps boost the show's visibility as to sharing it. And if you're so inclined, shoot me an email at mattbishopwrites at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. As always, I'm going to read from both the Bellows and Larrington translations of the Havamal, Sayings of the High One. Bellows, verse 45. If another thou hast, whom thou hardly wilt trust, yet good from him wouldst get, thou shalt speak him fair, but falsely think and fraud with falsehood requite. Larington, verse 45. If you have another whom you don't trust, but from whom you want nothing but good, speak fairly to him, but think falsely and repay treachery with a lie. Thanks for listening.